I think in that moment I experienced a paradigm shift, or at least the beginnings of one, because after that everything changed. So, what is a paradigm shift? Well, to me, it represents nothing less than a major restructuring of one's total cognitive map relative to a major field of conventional knowledge, understanding, and practice. I think of a paradigm shift as a slow movement from one firmly established way of thinking to another way that is completely different, or in some cases even running counter to the prevailing one. Such a shift can take a long time to mature. Years, in fact. Decades, even. It's like we have to totally rewire our brain, unwind all our cherished beliefs and assumptions, and shift our perception of reality in a major way. Sociologist Thomas Kuhn described three distinct stages in the birth of a new paradigm. The first stage, he said, is characterized by a total resistance to the new paradigm and extreme ridicule of those proposing it. In other words, it makes no sense whatsoever to those holding the conventional wisdom and they feel completely secure in their denunciation of it and their need to scoff at the proponents. Those who advocate a new paradigm have often found themselves in the wilderness for years, perhaps their whole lives, before their contemporaries would even begin to look at it as a possibility. At the second stage there arises some sympathy with parts of the new paradigm, but people try very hard to make it fit the old one in some way. They attempt to explain it by referencing it back to the previous paradigm, using the old language and concepts. A good example of this is when doctors refer to meditation as a good, quote, relaxation technique. They just don't get it that one meditates not to relax, but in order to focus the mind, in order to become receptive to the still, small voice within that connects us to the source of our being. Now, that the body relaxes during meditation is helpful, but it is certainly not the purpose of the exercise. When the third stage is reached, there is a total acceptance of the new paradigm as being self-evident, and at that point, everyone is comfortable rejecting the old one. A good example of a paradigm shift in which we are all totally involved as consumers of health care is how we are shifting uneasily from the existing paradigm of Western allopathic medicine to a new paradigm based on energy medicine. Modern science-based medicine has been the predominant form of medicine in the Western world for the last 400 years. Even today, the vast majority of people accept all the major premises on which it is based and believe it to be self-evidently the right way to practice medicine. In the last 20 years, however, this paradigm has been challenged and there has been a perceptible shift towards energy medicine, or alternative medicine as it's generally known. It's been mostly a consumer-driven shift, with the medical profession fighting it every inch of the way. However, since people are now spending so much of their money on various forms of energy medicine, such as acupuncture, homeopathy, herbalism, chiropractic, and so on, the medical doctors have begun to take notice. If you are even vaguely familiar with how things stand with both of these forms of medicine, you'll probably recognize that we're only just beginning to emerge from Kuhn's first stage, 
and that's only because the public have voted with their pocketbooks and have switched in large numbers to alternative energy medicine. This has forced the medical establishment to begin talking about energy medicine, but as yet only in the language of traditional allopathic medicine. As you would expect, they completely fail to convey the essence of energy medicine, and they do their very best to discredit it. Of course, none of it has anything to do with logic or even common sense. It's not about the facts or even science. It's simply a question of whether one's consciousness is at stage one, two, or three. It's a matter of where one stands, or what position one takes in defense of the model we have in our head about it. In this case, medicine in general. These are the things that determine the nature of the debate, not science, logic, or training. In actual fact, it appears that...